0: recording here and we're set all right all right everybody this is my first kind of uh, digital conference podcast it's it's gonna be really cool I got somebody that I've known for a while we never really talked but it's been one of those kind of social media back and forth kind of uh, relationships it's been a little weird but it's it's also really cool so I got a uh, Joshua Jackie he's that's what you say right Oh, Jakai, Jakai. Jakai, Jakai, sorry. I tried, to, I tried to look at it. I tried to look it up. It did not work. Google Translate does not help.
1: Tell me. <laughs> no, it's cool. It's like story of my life. <laughs> yeah, cool. so
0: Joshua's uh, definitely an extremely accomplished guy. He's done almost everything from playing football to building his own mm-hmm. business. He was even the um, valedictorian at his uh, at SFU, uh, St. Mm-hmm. fraser 's University, yeah. which that's insane. That's a big accomplishment. And I hope you think that that's something cool, definitely. Um,
1: but yeah, he started
0: his own clothing business, which is absolutely insane. And it's extremely successful. They've got over 30,000 followers on Instagram and they have sales all over the world, which is extremely interesting. So let me stop having this, uh, little intro. Welcome to episode 14 of Carson's conversations. Let's get into it. All right, buddy. Where do you want to start? Cause we, we were talking a little bit earlier and I'm kind of sad that we have to go over it again. Cause the first time you said it was so amazing, but i i didn't i actually didn't know you grew up in california like how was that experience because california is
1: just great yeah 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 no i'm i grew up in hayward california and um i think especially coming here uh with most people they either when they think of california they think of like the beaches or disneyland so like most people most people when i came to vancouver like uh, they just thought it was uh like you know beaches and disneyland but that's like a specific part of Southern California, like that's not all of California. So, yeah. I grew up in Hayward, California. So it was like, um, I want to say, like within Hayward, like you had, uh, you had like the middle class, and you had like the lower middle class, and you had like the lower class. Yeah, I want to say we were kind of like the the lower middle class, were like um, big family, parents having to work all the time, you know, multiple jobs and stuff. Um, yeah, but you know, when you're young and everything, it's like you're you're you 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 know you know so like in the time you know uh i thought like everything was like great and all that stuff and then yeah. it wasn't until you know i go out of my environment and then i start to see like real privilege like people that have you know uh you know just wealthier parents and stuff like that or yeah, just your sure. lifestyles they just don't have to worry about certain things and then that's when i kind of started to see the difference but um uh, I'm very grateful, though, for like where I where I come from, you know, what I mean, it was um, my, my parents, they taught me a lot of integrity and just the value of like hard work and family because, uh, yeah, my my mom got remarried when I was about two or three years old. She divorced my biological father very early, but um, married into uh, married my stepfather around. Yeah, when I was like three or four. So I got Four more siblings with that, so I'm like the youngest out of like eight children, basically.
0: Oh wow! And that is that yeah. a crazy experience just being like the youngest of eight? Because I can't really, I I have no way of like relating to that because I'm the youngest of two. If you count my oh. dog, maybe I'm the middle <laughs> child. But like,
1: yeah, yeah, well, how yeah. How is that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like with you being the young, like with the youngest, we 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 experience where like there's always that older sibling where we're kind of different than them and. Yeah. You know, we kind of want to make our own way in a sense, and then our parents—they, the older siblings—always think the parents are like more lenient on you, more and all that stuff. So, like, yeah, <laughs> for, me, yeah for me it was that same thing, but just uh, I, I like it, I grew up with like all boys mainly. I had two sisters, and then you know the, the 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 boys had to do everything from like yard work and you know sports. They were huge on sports, so like I grew up my whole life just surrounded with competition like that was a yeah, huge thing I can heart. see that
0: being I, did, would you count that as a good thing having all this competition or was it like kind of a negative yeah. did it like hinder on your uh your yeah, growth I, or I your think, mental stability?
1: Yeah I think for me uh I I I think I like it. I like to me personally. Um I just if there's one flaw to it like I, I hate and I think it's still a good thing but I got really really like uh a phobia of like losing at a very early age like I Mm -hmm. hated losing like I hated losing um but like that like with me being like the closest one in age was two years older than me Then the oldest one uh he was man at least like 13 or 14 years older than me so I I like it it's just always that pressure like having to better yourself and stuff like that and then um you know when my older brothers are getting trophies and stuff like that it's like I want to do that you know what I mean like I want to do that and um it was interesting though like i uh, some people they they don't really like the pressure but me like i I really liked it like whenever i got into school like nobody messed with me really because I knew my older brothers or you know like the coaches already knew me and they had high expectations for me and i i I always fulfilled it i think because i I was always just a focused person um uh yeah yeah i i I, I like it me personally i definitely like it
0: yeah i can i can definitely agree with you there even though i didn't have the experience of having eight older siblings mm-hmm. uh but it's but it's like still you have your older brother and my older brother's four years older than me right and i just had him on the yeah, podcast yeah. and he's gone a completely different path from me he went more into the engineering kind of thing and he and yeah yeah yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah i'm a business guy and you're definitely a business guy so you, yeah,
1: yeah
0: you kind of take that competition and you go hey let's see how far we can take it and you definitely took it as far as you can because you got, yeah. from my little research that I did here, you got three solid companies that you worked for or created or did anything like that. And that's insane.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was definitely, uh, it's interesting like hearing it from a different perspective because I think like with entrepreneurship, um, you have, we have that like automatic imposter syndrome where it's like we see the opportunities that we don't feel like we're capitalizing on or that thing we may have messed up on or that thing we wish we could have accomplished. Sure. And then we don't really look at it like that all the time. But um, when I do look like when you say it back to me and people come up to me and talk to me about it, it's like, oh, shit, like I really did do that, you know, or like, one, <laughs> exactly. thing, like I've been, one thing I've been practicing for like just the last few years is just gratitude. And like I have a I purposely put a journal next to my bed that I write in every single day. And it's just, yeah, like the whole gratitude side because, yeah, like that is, I know that's a huge thing with, with entrepreneurship. You're kind of like, you're really in competition with yourself, but you're in competition with the market as well. You know what I mean? With that, it can come with a lot of different emotions and feelings and all that. So
0: in your experience of entrepreneurship, how has that, well, I get it's been very, very successful, but in the early days and before you kind of did your journal, which gets all your thoughts out and kind of slows you down and puts you in the right perspective of everything. How has, how was the early days and what were your methods of coping with the stress of really starting your own business and going, I don't know where I'm going to go from here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For me, man, it was just always, uh, um, I guess it was just where I, where I come from. Like, uh, in, in my neighborhood, it's like, uh, kids, I don't, it, it sucks that it's it's like this, but, um, it's like the thing is not, I write this on our website too. It's like, it's either, people want to become like famous for music or they like sell drugs or they want to yeah. be like a athlete, a very successful athlete. And, um, it's like the the biggest goal, like for any kid growing up, where I can come from is to like make it out the neighborhood somehow, yeah. like you know, be self sustainable. And like, uh, I've, that's something that's like been embedded in me since like forever. And even though like I'm the youngest, of uh, eight kids. Like I'm the only one that graduated from a four-year university. Jeez. And my oldest well, brother actually, yeah, it's it's crazy though, because it's like, my oldest brother, he was actually a better student than me. He was like yeah. a 4.0 student through high school, but he didn't want my parents to have to worry about paying for him through college. That's too nice. And, and take money from the other siblings. So he went into the military to get his school paid for and stuff and then. Did that uh, work out just,
0: though, in the military?
1: Yeah. Yeah. He, he, man, he, he, he worked, it worked out very good for him. Like he was able to own a home by 24, moved out to Arizona. Like, he's the only one that I go to for advice when it comes to just being a man and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. he, 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 like, I still look up to him till this day. Um I can't say that for all my siblings, unfortunately, but like <laughs> for him, man, like whether it's like a breakup or just me questioning myself as a man or, you know, me us not really having a strong relationship with our biological father. It's like I go to him for everything. But um yeah, yeah, with with that though, I think it, it shaped me a lot though, just that mindset of just getting out of that environment. So when I do come across these problems with like, oh, there's a person on the team that's not doing what they're supposed to be doing, or oh, we lost a little bit of money, like like <laughs> that is nothing to me in a sense because I I've been through way scarier things, you know what I mean? Like I've, I've, I've seen, yeah, it's just real, like, I've seen people I've like, been around one day and the next thing you find out they got shot and killed. Like I've seen that. So it's like, when when whenever I see like these people worried about like, I have too much schoolwork or I have like, uh, I don't know, like like people aren't buying my stuff or not like, like my picture, like mm-hmm. bro, like, in the grand scheme of things, I've just seen like real life. You know, I've just seen some really, really yeah. crazier happen.
0: Yeah, you've definitely seen the worst of the worst that can kind of happen in your own state or in your own province or wherever you are. Because anything that gets, because all all I've heard really from of some things that happen in kind of California and stuff like that is that it is a very troubled area in a lot of the other yeah. lower end, lower income places, and that's just yeah. there's such a bigger and grander area of issue not just the gang violence or uh, drugs and all that stuff because the thing that also really really does suck is sometimes people think it's better than it really is right Mm -hmm. do you get that vibe whether oh this is this is something that should uh where like for for people in my area a lot of them try to they want to live that life
1: yeah yeah understand what yeah. i mean
0: because it's yeah. weird living in i'm a very fortunate person living in like the suburbs and that type of thing is it's just like people think oh that is a great life to live until you yeah. actually talk to someone that's experienced that type of stuff it's just yeah. like you are one of the that's you're so stupid because nobody <laughs> wants to live that life and I, i'm just i'm sitting there and i'm just like why are you, <laughs> why
1: are you acting like this this is stupid yeah. yeah yeah man no i have so much respect for people like you man like because yeah it's like it takes a lot of empathy to be able to realize that too. And I think people get very caught up, especially with uh, our age being the social media generation and stuff. It's Mm -hmm. like, they see these people that come from these environments and, you know, social media is a highlight reel. So they think like the partying, you know, the cars, the jewelry, the women, that's like, that's all that comes with, you know, being that, you know, being from that environment if you like, um, but no, man, it's, it's, it's a lot of, um, it's a lot of uh, hidden, it's a lot of like skeletons in the closet with, with, with those types of environments, man. Yeah, for sure. And it's sad because like growing up, you're surrounded by people that think this is it. Like, okay, I'm gonna just get a regular nine to five. I'm gonna rent out a place and have a kid really young. And that's that's it. Like I'm I'm never, like I have friends that's never left, you know, the Bay Area. Like it's crazy to me. Or like they go to Vegas or something and they think that's like life. And it's like, no Come man, it's, it's so bigger, much right? more. Yeah, yeah, it's so much more. And then even, even then, I don't know. I I just always wanted to like set an example too. Like, whenever I feel like I'm I'm down uh, or like negative about anything, I just think about like my now since I have so many students, I have a bunch of nieces and nephews, <laughs> you know, and just people that are just counting on me. And it's like that. That's what keeps me going. On. It's like I I just feel like I, I there's just bigger things at stake. The bar high, yeah. 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 There's bigger things at stake here that like failure is not an option for me. And I, I think that's kind of why I said, like, I hated losing as a child, but I think it's embedded something in me that that's kind of built me for, for what I'm doing now.
0: I'm, I'm just curious. Cause I've always had this thought and I haven't had someone that's had the same experience, um, to really have a, a sit down and actually talk to Do you think, and also this is kind of related to clothing, but do you think, uh, that music has played any toll or or issue in that type of area where showing off the jewelry, the girls, the cars, all that stuff. Is that something that you think causes an issue because they kind of glorify that thing or do you, does like other rappers or real talk rappers for sure. Like we're like J Cole, he's one of those guys that kind of shows, this isn't what you should do. You should do other things where other rappers were always about, Oh, the women and all that type of stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, um, it plays, is it's an interesting dichotomy because like, for me, I know, like, my friends think I listen to, like, some crazy violent music. Like, I listen to, like, uh, I used to listen to, like, the Gucci man before he became sober and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, like, here I am, like, I, I was able to go to college and do my thing. And But then I, you see the complete opposite sometimes where, you know, with, with promethazine coding becoming so big, like, kids actually drinking it because rappers are talking about it. Exactly. So. That's a scary yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, man. And, 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 you know, Percocets and things of that nature. And it's like, yeah, it does have a huge effect on on people in that environment. And, um, and and it's, and to be honest with you, I think it's, um, I think it's, uh, it's more so about people being comfortable or knowing who they are deep down inside, like being comfortable with themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, because even like moving to Vancouver and everything and seeing really privileged people doing these same exact things, it's like, they're, they're just trying to become something else other than themselves. And Mm -hmm. they, they, they look at what's cool or whatever, and they try to become that. And, um, yeah, no rap, rap definitely has that impact and it has like the complete opposite impact. I think it it definitely just starts with like the individual, like what, what do they want to achieve? Like what's the ultimate goal for them? And like, do they know themselves? Are they comfortable in their own skin? Yeah, And I think that's one thing that like being the youngest did teach me like, um, I saw like the different routes of like you know the brother that listened and then the brother that didn't listen, the yeah. brother that listened halfway and you know, and I, I saw like where I saw where each of those paths took them and it's like okay I don't want to be like him I don't want to be like him like I kind of want to be like him but not every every part it's yeah. like you know you kind of pick and pieces. choose and, yeah 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 and I think um with music you know that's a lot of people's you know older sibling where they mm-hmm. pick and choose you know what I mean and. I think that's like the the impact that like music in general, I wouldn't even say hip hop, but I think hip hop's the biggest uh example Influencer. of that. Just yeah, I think it's like one of the biggest influencers when it comes to that, uh that, that does influence people to do that because yeah, you said it perfect, like there's guys like J. Cole and and then you know, there's there's guys like I don't know, future, you know what I mean? And people try to be just like both of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. And it's
0: it's also such a different thing and there's, Cause I'm a, I'm a big rap guy. I do like rap, but for me, yeah. I listen to a lot of different things. I like breaking it down. So for me, when it comes to other artists, I also like hearing like the samples or the, the things in the back to it. So, mm. so I randomly got really into like jazz for a bit and actually I still am. It's something yeah. nice to vibe to, but the thing is you hear music like that, which is kind of the soul and the breakdown of what it is. And you look into it and you go, this has, this is a great influence. This tells you kind of more of a story and it doesn't glorify something bad. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Where if yeah. you look at where most of the bigger name rappers are actually, are using the samples and those, the big, big guys are cause my favorite guy, my favorite rapper is, is Kendrick. I think I'm wearing damn right now, but like <laughs> <laughs> that's that's perfect timing. But yeah. there's certain things that like they, they put perfectly or if for example, Kendrick puts in um, a whole bunch of words about or lines or lyrics or whatever you want to call them about like police brutality and stuff like that. And that, it hits and that pushes the envelope further and actually gets more people yeah. to hear about it. And it's, yeah. it's something good that comes from rap because it's not always bad. It's just either the media is glorifying it and saying, this is what it all is or something yeah. like that. Do you, do you get what I mean?
1: Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense, man. Cause that, that's one thing too. Like, I think if I wasn't in clothing, I'd be in music because I really look at music the same way. Like I really look at the bigger impact and decode everything and, I think like Kendrick, he's on top because man, he's one of the most artistic artists. If that makes sense, like there's so many layers to Kendrick Lamar's like music when you break down the BTUs, the stories. It's scary. It's, it.
0: it's scary. It takes yeah. too long. Like I get confused and I get sh- like chills every time I listen to music
1: because I yeah. know what
0: the deeper meaning is, right?
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, and it's like uh, I think that was one great thing about like being from California and um. Uh, seeing, you know, the Tupac era. I remember, because I was born in 1991, but my memory starts when I was like three or four years old. So I remember yeah. like, hearing Tupac on the radio and stuff. That'd and, be that. nuts.
0: and that's in your area too, right? Like that's the Bay Area. Yeah. So yeah. that's something crazy yeah. to hear.
1: Yeah, no, he he was like a god, man. And, and it was like, I remember like, even though he was making these songs about like, you know, um, women, womanizing and, you know, um, talking about women, referring to them outside their names yeah um he had a very 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 strong like political view like you know with his mom being a black panther and coming from that lineage and yeah a very side. were to like now they're they're teaching classes about his message and like uc berkeley now and stuff yeah like
0: that's that. That. that's something great to see about the world though because the yeah. thing that I, sometimes and honestly every time i see it in the news is or saying oh this is something bad about say Tupac or any other great artist and stuff like that is what what are you talking about if if you look deeper into the message it's not about money and the ladies and all that stuff it's about what the issues they're going in through or he's yeah. going through right now and the experiences he's had in life right so it's, it's just like you, you can't like look deeper please everybody come on like focus in on what's actually happening
1: yeah, man, I agree a thousand percent. And like people forget Tupac died when he was like twenty-five. Like They're way too young. That yeah, you know like, I mean? imagine and, if he made it to thirty. What would the world be like? Yeah, man. And and this dude was like at twenty five, you know, talking about um like philosophy and stuff like that. And people, I don't know, it's weird. It's interesting too, just like people forget like that artists are human too. And, exactly. Um, like, they sometimes have to mature themselves, you know, go through things. and
0: Yeah.
1: And I think that's, like, why, even though Kanye does all these controversial things, like... He's still learning. um, Yeah, I I feel like he's still learning, and, like, I can still... I I appreciate him for how much of a human he's uh, brave enough to be. Like, he's he's afraid... (laughs) That's another thing. You know, be vulnerable and, you know, be wrong. While most people will, will, you know, cover their hold their mouth shut and only think what they're think what he's saying. And um I think that's the great thing about uh I can really tell which hip hop people I can get along with or even which clothing people or people in general I can get along with is that they don't get so caught up in how the message is being delivered. Like they're able to see through all that and actually yeah. get to the root of the message and hear the message for what it is, not not get mad at the person because they're wearing I'll make America great again. While he's saying it, you know what I mean. But, yeah,
0: and it's all opinion, though, right? Like, yeah. that's that's another thing. And I, I'm not American, but and I'm fully Canadian. And I, America does fully affect Canada and all their opinions and stuff like that. But the one thing that it does break down to me as a Canadian is, please let people have their opinions. Yeah. Don't don't yeah. go out and get mad at other people for having these opinions. Just let them be yeah. free, and that's that's like freedom of speech. You got to let them talk.
1: Yeah. Even if it's yeah.
0: terrible, just avoid it. Just don't yeah. don't don't waste your time with that. And that's – like Kanye, man, I love his music. I, yeah. I Definitely one of my – he's in the top three for me just because yeah, yeah. not only has it – I haven't really had any tough times or bad times or anything like that, but he's really just – the way he brings soul into music and like Otis and all those guys that yeah. get brought into it, it's just like, wow, this is some really solid music. And it even brings up political topics as well. And yeah. what I was trying to get into was like it's really – I don't even know how to put it, but it's like music really does affect a lot of people. And as long as people listen to good, to, uh, good music, funny that we're talking about Kanye, but like, it's yeah. just, I don't, yeah, man, I'm at a loss for words for this because we're getting to the yeah. deep topics and yeah, sorry. What were you going to say?
1: Yeah, no, you're, you're right, man. You're right. And I think as I get older too, that's um, something I'm becoming very conscious of like, I notice a huge difference in like my productivity based on the information I'm consuming during the day, 100%. whether it be, whether it be like uh, music, just about like, you know, illegal stuff where like, you know, regular hip hop music or <laughs> whether I'm listening to like a, a a podcast or something like that, a business podcast. Yeah. <clears throat> I noticed that it does actually, um, what you consume actually does affect your actions and your productivity in some way. And, I know for me, that's something I'm becoming really conscious of. And as I get older, like, I've shifted kind of my music um, interest more so to people who who have the same values as me. And I think everybody does this in a sense, but I'm, age, yeah. I'm just very more conscious about it. Like, I, I like to talk, I like to listen to like my favorite Jay Z album was the four forty four album. Right? Me too.
0: I honestly yeah, I wasn't I wasn't really alive when Jay Z had all his stuff. But I'm I'm not a political guy, but I like hearing about it and like I like understanding it. I'm not gonna yeah. go out and protest for things that I don't actually yeah. think is that is the way to do it. But that album with the music videos and everything brought up in it, it was just like you gotta like yeah. for me, music is something you don't just you, you don't just bump in your car. You don't play it as yeah. loud as you can. You got to kind of sit down, listen to it. And then once you can fully understand it, you can play it as loud as you want because you know that is your anthem. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. No, man, definitely. I think that was like, that's definitely like my my favorite album. I, that's probably like one of the only albums that have came out that I feel like I can listen to front and back. Mm-hmm. like um, Just because... I don't know. It it just shows his maturity too. And then from him talking about like, you know, ownership, uh, investing in real estate, then, you know, infidelities and then how that affects the whole family tree. And then his mother comes out, you know, uh, at at a late age, admitting she's lesbian finally, but he's just happy that she's happy, you know, stuff like that. And it's like, you know, just real life things that matter, you know? Yeah, I mean? exactly.
0: It's so much yeah. more important to hear stuff like that, which is can actually yeah. happen in your real life rather than hearing about, Oh, I got a tech nine. It's better than a Glock or I got a Glock yeah. 40. It can shoot faster than your gun. Like that's some, yeah. that's some stuff that's pointless and it's not, it's not as interesting. And I, I think more people should really like the deeper dive things. And I think people are getting too simple with things. And It's it frustrates me at this point, and I don't even know how we got on this tangent about music. But I'm enjoying it.
1: It's it's good, man. I'm like a huge, I, I, bro. I can't do anything without music, man. If if it's like it's or somebody's talking over the music while I'm trying to get stuff done. Like I get irritated, bro. Yeah. Every time I work, I got headphones. Yeah. So what's the yeah, bro?
0: What's the work time music for you though? Because sometimes rap just I can't listen to it while I'm trying to get stuff down or writing a ton of words because I get too focused up in the lyrics or something like that what what do you listen to (laughs) when you're trying to get words down
1: yeah yeah for me uh because normally when 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 I'm reading um when like I I really have to concentrate in um I I remember g Easy made this like and I, I don't really listen to too much EDM or house music but He he made this mix with a I think it must have been like a producer or a DJ he met while he was at college in Louisiana called Christoph Anderson, but I think they only on SoundCloud because I remember I I used to be like a huge SoundCloud guy. Just finding I love finding things that everybody else is listening to. Yeah, Um, he had like this mix um, where it was just like all of his um, songs like remixed, but in this kind of like nostalgic like trance edm like soft calming type music yeah and i remember like that that got me through like college i think like my last two years or whatever like i would always play that um now for me it's more so uh like of course the jay-z thing uh i I really like uh meek mills music more more when he's just talking about the environment he came from or just ambition and stuff like Mm -hmm. that like it's just ambitious music anytime somebody's talking about like you know, loyalty or, or, you know, making it out the neighborhood or, you know, feeding their family or, or just prospering or, you know, dealing with loss, uh, and, and being able to come out on top of that, like perseverance type music. I'm very, I'm very huge on that. Like, it doesn't even matter what genre it is. Like, I, like that's when I'm working though, like that's, that's what I love to listen to. Yeah,
0: That's, those are good things. I don't know. I'm complete opposite because I can't, like if it's rap music or anything with real words I can't get anything done so I'll put on I'll put on either like the instrumentals of rap so I can actually like I can knob my head or anything like that like for Kanye for example because we're gonna keep bringing him up because he is in the news constantly but for Kanye is he samples so many different artists and some video came up the other day and it shows that he took um some non-pop this guy wasn't really popular and he made like some folk songs and stuff like that but it was like modern mm. folk, so it was about real life. And he took yeah. that. And it was about. It was from For Hold My Liquor." If you remember that wow. song, and it's just like he took that. That's insane. So I'll listen to like the other songs that are just like more instrumental or with a little oh, bit of okay. stuff like that, yeah. and that kind of gets me focused because then I can think and put out all the words that I really want. Yeah, just no, that's nice.
1: that's actually great. Yeah, that that that's how my um, that's how like one of my close buddies uh, that I used to be roommates with when I first was in college, that's exactly how he was, and he was like he he's like a videographer now and stuff like that, but that's how he was. he was like he would always say that to me like, bro like, how do you work with all these words <laughs> <Stuff> like <laughs> yeah. that like, how, how can you concentrate but um yeah, I don't know I guess like i when i when I'm working i I don't absorb the words as much like for me it's like for I have to like really concentrate um on dialogue for me to fully observe, ab- absorb it. Um, Cause I'm like in, in college, they diagnosed me with ADD and then they like prescribe me like Dexedrine and stuff. And I noticed that like, for me, like, even when I work, like I got to put my phone in the other room yeah or I can't have people like talking to me. Like, even when I'm designing, like I, I I'm by myself. And then I show people when I'm done and get their feedback. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I don't, I don't take in words too much, but I, it's more so like, just people. I feel the energy, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. I, get,
0: I hundred percent get that.
1: Yeah, because so, I think I could still do instrumentals or whatever too. Because the the G Easy one, if you ever check it out, yeah. it's actually like a lot of like instrumental, and then like it has like the light singing in the background from the samples and stuff. Yeah, that. that's yeah, that's stuff I'm good with. Well, yeah, I, yeah, my yeah.
0: my question is, um, because did you say you have an ADHD?
1: Uh, they gave me ADD, so, so I don't yeah, have okay, that. So,
0: Yeah, I got the same thing. So. For me, sick. they, yeah, <laughs> well, we're, we're the same,
1: your, your um, brother.
0: <laughs> <laughs> brother from another mother, I guess completely different, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but for me, like, honestly, I think ADD and it's ADD kind of been helped me. I don't know why. Like, I feel like if I didn't have my hyperactive kind of, I need to get this done. It's yeah. two in the morning and I'm still thinking about stuff that I could have done during the day. Let's get it done now before I go to bed. If, yeah, if yeah, I didn't, no, if I didn't have that stuff, I don't think I would have been able to make say this podcast. It's not huge yet, yet
1: I'm yeah, telling yeah, you, yeah. Right,
0: it, it will be. But like the, but the thing is, sure. if I didn't have that, I wouldn't have come up with new ideas. I wouldn't have thought at two a.m. last night when I was like, oh hey, let's message JJ. Let's see what he's up to. I haven't talked to him in a while, and it, it yeah, worked yeah. out to come up today, right? Like so, there's so many different things that I think ADDs kind of helped uh, me yeah, with, sick. and. Yeah, and I didn't really, I didn't medicate myself whatsoever because I was like, I've read a lot up about it and I know there's some people that oh, get yeah. addictions and Scary. stuff like that to other yeah. stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, and one of my friends, he has ADHD and he's, he, it took him a while to kind of wean off uh, the pills that he was on.
1: Yeah. And I was just yeah. like,
0: that's, that's, that's a lot of messed up. So, did you ever have to have one of those experiences of trying to find a way to get off the medicating pills yeah. or anything like that?
1: Yeah, no, man. That's a, Hello? I think it
0: Yeah?
1: It's lagging a little bit. Oh it. Mate. That was my internet connection. My bad. Let me disconnect my Wi-Fi on my iMac right here. All
0: right, yeah, no problem.
1: Yeah, that's definitely like a battle in itself, man. And um and I think one thing too, like even with you kind of turning the whole ADHD into a strength versus like something that's that gendered you, like yeah. you learned how to manage it. Like I had to learn how to manage it as well. Cause I remember um And I don't know if you heard, like, in like the African American community, like, when it comes to like medication or like pills, like, Mm -hmm. it's very taboo. Like, it's like, oh, he's crazy. Like, mental health is is Mm -hmm. just now coming up. I feel like in the African American community, as yeah. And um, so I remember when I first when they first told me because I think it was a, I I found out in twenty fourteen spring when they first diagnosed me, at at school, and then um, I remember I, I. I did the same thing similar you're saying like I looked up I did like just a shitload of research because they're talking about prescribing me stuff and I'm like fuck man like I, I don't want to become like addicted to this or like yeah. have any crazy side effects and everything and um, I noticed that like when I first uh, started there were like the whole thing where like I couldn't sleep if I took it too late yeah. um, or like I, I noticed like the rise in like my, my like my social like my I would be like just very talkative, just very outgoing when I would first mm-hmm. take it and then like it would like kind of wasting. die down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's just like it was just like kinda of like alcohol, yeah, where it's like you get very social, like very social, you get very like compassionate. Yeah, for sure. And then like you're you're um you're able to focus and everything and uh and then you know, kinda of dies down. And I, I did have that that time where it's like um, I upped my dose a little bit and then I told them like no like I don't want to become dependent on this so I had to lower my dosage again smart. and then luckily like luckily but at the time it was scary as hell like I went in and got checked because I got on actually like, academic probation like I got like a 0.92 GPA my first semester bro like it was terrible what happened there because you were a real smart guy <laughs> oh yes that's the thing too like I've I, like it like I don't know man I would be in class and. Uh I would do it like the American where like you can procrastinate and then you can get stuff done later. And I remember like there would come times like I would really be in like the library like studying, but then I would like just be shitting like all my tests and everything like that. And then yeah. i, so I had Yeah, those I, days. Yeah, bro. Yes. Yeah, man. And like I remember there was even a time where like I, I studied ahead of time and everything, and it just still wasn't translating. And then I, I think I was talking to a few of my, my buddies on the team and then they were like, um, bro, have you ever thought about visiting like the health and counseling office on campus? And then, um, like, no. And they're like, yeah, bro. Like they just, they like, um, diagnosed me and then prescribed me. And then like, it was like night and day with me or whatever. And then, um, so I went in and then found out, like, I I met the diagnosis for like ADD or whatever. And then, um, I think, uh, uh, that was 2014 spring. And that like when i got the academic probation you lose your scholarship your football scholarship so bro like it was like do or die because if i didn't if i didn't bring my gpa to a 2.0 cumulative by the fall coming up of 2014
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, i i would have been um i would have been like kicked out of school basically i would have Jeez. to drop out that's yeah nice. bro so, so when they so when they prescribed me um luckily I I was like in the library and I was already disciplined where it's like, okay, you need to focus, kill yourself for life. Like that's when I got into the habit of putting my phone in my bag whenever I was working and then was able to go to work. And then like, bro, like I think the next semester I got a 2.7, then summer I got a 3.5. And then I was out of actual probation and got my scholarship back within a year. But for me, it was just like night and day, as far as like my productivity. And, um, I know for me, like the biggest challenge with it for me has just been like, um, whenever I do take it, just making sure I'm taking it early enough in the day Yeah. and then just if something does happen that like really triggers your emotions, not to act on it because I remember like the semester before I graduated, like I, I had a girlfriend back home I was with for seven years and then like just went completely south. Like we broke up and everything. And I remember, like, with 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 the amphetamines, like it heightens your emotions a little bit, or or makes yeah. you like think more about specific things. So like I was constantly replaying all those problems in my head. And then um, what I learned during that time was like it's it's all in your head type of thing. You know, it's more so mind control, and not to act out on it. You know, and uh, yeah, that's been like the biggest challenges with it for me. But as far as that goes, it's like. I noticed as long as your, like, priorities are in order and you're not, like, partying and stuff like that and, you know, drinking all the time or mixing it with all this stuff and, yeah. you know, using it for the wrong reasons, like, like you'll be fine. You'll be fine. But, yeah, yeah. I, I have heard those crazy stories of people, like, ending up in a hospital and, or crazy addicted over it before. It, yeah,
0: it's, it's kind of – it's something super scary to think about is in, in North America as a whole is everybody's getting overprescribed. I think oh, at least sure. – I never, I, I was lucky enough to still have ADD and I was just like, nah, I'm, I'm gonna see how I do without it. I, I, I probably wasn't as severe as, as yours, but yeah, yeah. I, still, I still have it at the point where in the back of my mind, I'm just like, come on, let's do this, come on, let's do that. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. And I think I'm just lucky that I didn't have to get to the level where I needed to be uh, prescribed with anything. But yeah. I think that the world nowadays is just like, over-prescribed on everything and it's scary.
1: Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure, bro. It, it is, it is scary and it's, um, it's sad because it's just like, just capitalism. Um, the, yeah, it the, is. The, the, the bad side of capitalism of like, you know, the pharmaceutical companies wanting to push their agenda rather than like the natural remedies that could, you know, really help people. And it, it's sad, man, but I, I don't know. I know for me, it's just, I just try and take it like, I just noticed with it, like, everybody's situation is is slightly different. But then, like, whenever you become, like, dependent on something that's not natural, like, that's when it gets scary.
0: Yeah. Do you uh, – that's the nice thing about living in Canada, though, is, like, our prescriptions are free and stuff like that. Back home, do you see any issues with – well, actually, there are issues. It's not back home if you see them or not. But, like, do you see – like, are there issues that you see with your family members having, like, issues with – prescriptions and stuff like that or what is it?
1: Yeah, and that was the thing too, man. Like with it being like African American family, like nobody like they're like after talking to my mom and um even I was going through all this and then even seeing things like my sister and one of my brothers, it's like there's clearly mental health issues in my family, Mm -hmm. but they've never seeked professional help. They just self medicate with alcohol or or relationships or, you know, um and and it's sad because and that that's that's why I know for me, like I I put it on my shoulders a lot to like actually seek professional help with it just because I have this thought in my mind, like who knows if I'm gonna have children one day, but I always think I am. And it's like I feel like whatever burdens I don't uh confront or overcome, then my child is gonna have to face them, basically. True. That's, you know what I mean? That's very wise.
0: That's like, yeah. that's such a true message. Jeez. Yeah, yeah that's, damn. It,
1: Cause it's like, man, when, when my, when my kid, say my kid gets into college and he's trying his hardest, but he keeps getting F's and D's on his test and he's, he's going to think something like, you know what I mean? He's not going to know. And, but like, I can actually step in there and be like, okay, let's get you checked or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Something as simple as that versus him dropping out or starting to party and drink and smoke, you know, whatever type of drug is out there at the time, you know, just to make himself feel better when, you know, there's actually something deeper, you know what I mean? So 100%. yeah, no, it's definitely, I know on my mom's side, um, it's huge on my mom's side and in um, uh, and, and the black community, they just always just talk about like prayer and stuff like that. And yeah, it helps, you know what I mean, here and there, but it only goes so far, you know, it only goes so far.
0: Yeah, man. All right, let's take a five-minute break. Does that sound good? Let's take a break, then we can continue, because this is, honestly, this is my new favorite podcast. It's not even out yet, but I love it, it. bro. All right, man, I'll be back in a couple seconds, all right? Sounds good? Mm -hmm. Let's take a break. Refill your water, whatever.
1: Yeah, for sure. All right. Alexa, turn off the living room light.
0: Like Dope ass shirts, damn! <laughs> All right.
1: Oh, damn Am- ambulances, Jesus! <laughs> it's just loud.
0: Oh, damn! That's nice to hear.
1: downtown Vancouver for you man.
0: Yeah, all right. <laughs> what uh what let's get back to it. Hey everybody, welcome back from our quick little break. Um what what part of Vancouver are you in?
1: Uh I'm in downtown Vancouver. Uh, I've stayed in um, gas town basically. Um yeah, so that's that's where I'm currently located now.
0: Where I I know where Okay, so whereabouts compared to like the science uh,
1: the science center are you Oh, so science world, you guys should like see that from like the balcony. So it's like.
0: Okay. Yeah. So I have family living like right in one of those buildings. Um, You know, there's like those three tall uh, like apartment buildings. Yeah. 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 They're in one of those buildings. Yeah. So they're pretty close. Spectrum. spectrum.
1: Uh Yeah. 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 No, those are nice places. They like sick views over there too.
0: Yeah. They got it really early. So that's nice here. But dude, this is honestly like, I'm in shock at how great of a conversation that this has been
1: yeah no i appreciate it man
0: like this is nuts i'm so happy you know in such quick notice like i texted you the other day like on linkedin was quick
1: yeah 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 no for me man like because i'm at the stage right now where i'm um working on a few things where i need to be like more hands-on so like i clear out like most of my my schedule and then like i'm getting into the habit of just like not over busy like making myself over busy with things that aren't in line with what i'm trying to do
0: that's so smart. it's like
1: i do have room to like do things when people do approach me with things that i actually want to do that i care about you know what yeah. i mean so well that's, so yeah that's, Schedule's pretty, pretty 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 well right?
0: <laughs> thank you for saying that you care about like just having this because th- this is just amazing to have just because i haven't most of the people that i've had on have either been actually all of the people that i've had on i've been from my high school or from people i've known mm-hmm. in the past so i haven't and this is my first experience in trying to get a long distance kind of thing and I, mm-hmm. i'm really enjoying it so far if i can keep going yeah, no, this is definitely a motivation
1: yeah i appreciate you reaching out too as well man definitely
0: yeah because it's you're a very interesting guy like that's i and i know the people in the past in the first 30 minutes oh we're almost at like 40 minutes but the people are going to notice that you're a cool ass guy. They're good. Let's yeah. hopefully I'm I'm going to get, I'm going to put the links for everything in the description. Cause this is an amazing stuff. Um, yeah. but yeah, let's, let's get into front runners. Like you started it from school and like you started in school, right? That was like one of your project yeah. kind of things.
1: Yeah. Well, I started, um, I printed my first shirts when I was actually back home, excuse me. But, um, it was, it was just more of like a hobby type thing. Um, just because me and my friends like we were in this like sneakerhead culture and streetwear culture like back when like you know nike sbs first became like really really popular Um, yeah like we were back in those days when people were still rocking like a lot of the skateboarding brands and um pharrell was like an early bbc era type stuff and um yeah no we printed our first shirts but um that was like 2012 and i think that only lasted about six months Because, um, by that time I I had received my scholarship and like I put like all my focus into like getting ready for football, coming into camp and everything. Um, and then like coming into SFU, having to be like full-time student and a football player, uh, I just didn't have time for farmers, but I still, you know, had the Instagram there on the side where, uh, and I would still wear the old clothes in front of people. So yeah, that's why like I didn't start back up again until 2015, uh, when I was done with football, basically, but I was still in school.
0: That's kind of where I found you because you were in, it was Reddit, right? I'm, I'm pretty sure I found you. You, you went hard in Reddit, and that's what I'm doing now, and it's working out pretty well. But, uh, yeah, so, like, in the modern, let's go talk about, like, today. Like, what are the big moves in the moving in silence? What, what else are you doing in, uh, in that area? Like, what are you doing to, like, kind of expand the brand?
1: Yeah, so, right now, um, a lot of my focus has been going into uh, actually building out a real intimate brand ambassadors program Mm
0: -hmm.
1: versus um how most brands they do it where they reach out to remote people they dm them give them a promo code that's it but like now i'm actually like i want to be more hands-on and i'm actually finding uh, my goal before a fall semester starts is to have 20 brand ambassadors just in vancouver alone and i want to uh interview and meet with each of them in person. Uh yeah. like each with each and every one of them actually build a real relationship and hand pick them and personally like like bring people on that I really believe in. So yeah. i am focusing in a lot on that. And then um also on the B2B side because like I said like people always approach me just asking can I do this for them or things of that nature. So like my, my school and then UBC as well, like the different departments that actually want to make their own uh Front Runners collaboration merch um, that we first started doing last year and it was a pretty good turnout for the department, the faculty, like the students fought it and stuff. So
0: yeah.
1: Now I'm just focusing also on like producing merchandise for other uh for other uh groups as well, um, that are just kind of in line with where we come from and what we believe in. Yeah. Um so right now we've just been focusing on like UBC and SFU and um uh uh I'm thinking I'm thinking we we may try a clothing, our first clothing collaboration, probably fall. And then yeah. we want to do a trade, the no-show trade show here uh, in downtown Vancouver in January. That's like uh, how we basically get distributed all through Western Canada. So That's really those, cool. yeah, those like three areas have been like the biggest focus just because um I started just talking to some people who were just more successful than me and then like each of those things are different things that they said that you need to focus on, um, whether it be the brand ambassadors, but having like real relationships with them Mm -hmm. or, you know, actually making merchandise for people or yeah, doing the collaborations, um, and the trade shows and everything. So just giving those like, like I'm, I'm frontline again, because I think last year I was trying to like delegate and stuff like that. And to be honest, it was like a huge headache and I wasn't having as much fun and I wasn't really enjoying it as much. Um, and I think for me, I tried to do that too fast. And I think like that was a sign that, okay, I need to be like more hands-on for right now and build it a little more brick by brick before I start to do that. So that's like been most of my time, most of my focus on sleep right now with front writers.
0: I definitely think that the, the aspect of bringing in and interviewing your, your influencers is the step in the 100% right direction because you'll all the other businesses that I see that go oh, this is the best way to do it. We're going to put a promo code. What's that going mm-hmm. to do? People are going to get yeah. 5% off on your clothing, and it's not going to actually bring in the proper amount of influence and in what an influencer is really supposed to do. So if you build that personal yeah. connection and the people in the brand that you like and you enjoy them and they enjoy your product and all that stuff, it's really going to work. Out. And I think that's the that's one of the smartest moves. And you're definitely way before the wave,
1: which is awesome. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I appreciate that. I definitely appreciate that. Cause I know like for me, it's like, I don't have, you know, like a $50,000 budget in marketing every month, you know what I mean? Things like that. But I think, um, what's been able to allow front runners to catch on so much is that like, we only associate with things that we really believe in or do things that we really believe in or surround ourselves with people that we really believe in or that we really want to support and give back to or engage with. So like, with um the influencer thing that that's i'm trying to do that same thing there like I, I don't want these i don't I i don't know man like i have enough loose relationships like i don't i don't want loose relationships really like i don't want to put energy into loose relationships i want to like build strong relationships because i don't know like i feel like that's really what it's about at the end of the day you know what i mean
0: it yeah i do It it really does end up being do these people actually enjoy your product or are they just doing it because they're either getting free clothing like I was when I was trying to, uh, when I like when I was younger and I was like, Oh, Hey, let me get some free clothing. I'll be your influencer. I'll post your, post your photos with my iPod five. Like there's that stuff. And then as soon as you truly like interview them and find out what they're all about and like what their different character quirks are and you can see, Oh, these guys are going to go in 20 different directions with my 20 different influencers. We're going to have yeah. someone that's real photo centric. We're going to have someone that likes cars, but they really like clothing at the same time. We're going to have yeah. all these different, it really just branches off into a gigantic spider web. And hopefully actually it will. And I a hundred percent I'm all for it. Cause I think as long as everybody kind of expands into their different areas where you're We're, set, like it's going to be great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I have a lot of faith in it. Um, and I know for me, it's just definitely just, you know, nurturing that relationship. Um yeah, because I've just talked to people that have been successful even in the music business or people who um, have businesses around like um, content curators on YouTube and stuff like that. And they talk about like, there's like kids they have in Europe that like have these huge EDM playlist audiences and stuff like that. But he's on the phone with these kids like damn near every day. You know yeah. what I mean? Like Communicating with them, actually building that relationship. And I think that's something even for me, that's not, just like kind of me even stepping outside my comfort zone because like I've always been the one to let my work speak for me. But now actually like reaching out and seeing even how I can help them out with like, what do they care about? Like, what are they trying to accomplish and in, exactly. uh, in the relationship that way? And um, yeah, I think I-, I see it going well, definitely. Like whether it be the sales side or just a strong relationship or, you know, creating more brand awareness and more content created for us, user generated content or sales, like I see it going well.
0: For your sales, mm-hmm. going global, how, how impactful was that to you and in, in, in your product? Because not only is it really kind of, it's gone global in all of North America, you're getting stuff in uh, the UK, you got a hometown like California and all that type of stuff. But how has that affected kind of the way you're thinking of it? Or has it not changed anything? And you're just going to continue doing the same thing? Do you have like a little party or anything like that?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's it was interesting because like I think that first reaction when when you see somebody from uh like a city in United Kingdom that you never even heard of before order something, you're like um you're like uh, excited and everything yeah and that you uh you know you you get the address you write it down you package it and then you go in to uh type in you know the shipping label. And then you find out it's like $50 to ship <laughs> to Europe <laughs> from Canada. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, Oh shit. <laughs> like damn, because like we, we at, I think the first time we got an order like that, we were only charging like 10, $15 for shipping. Jeez. And yeah, man. And luckily I think the first time it happened, like the person spent like over a hundred dollars and everything. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, like that cut into our margins a lot, you know, compared to, you know, what we were doing. That's true. And um, so I know like that, that was the first like initial reaction of like, um, it's cool that people are recognizing us and everything. And then, you know, as entrepreneurship, that's great. And as a creative, that's great. But then when you put your business hat on and you know, your accounting hat on, it's like, oh shit, we gotta make some adjustments.
0: Yeah, um, we, gotta, we gotta find something out here, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, so, like, it, it, it forced me to kind of think bigger, in a sense, as far as, like, making sure that we do have an international shipping option, you know, on the website. Um, but just even knowing that our message can spread that far. Um, with me, I've, I feel like I've never really – that was it, – it's always a goal in the back of your mind, but I never really set out a strategic plan to have people in Australia or the U.K. to buy our stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah found us through Instagram. And then um, I've, my, my main thing has just been like, tried to uh, it, just make sure you can get the people around you to really genuinely like what you're doing. And sure. I feel like it'll ripple effect from there. And um, luckily, like with me being going into SFU, which has a shitload of international students, and then coming from a junior college where most of the kids transfer out to different states, like some of those dudes happen to be people who bought front runners, so they would go to these different states or different countries, and then you know people would see it, and then they would want to buy it as well. And that's kind of how we got some of those orders. But um, I know for me, it's it's it really just changed on the accounting side of just what to account for. But as far as like a, a marketing plan, I haven't. I don't think I've gotten far that far along where I've actually thought about like. Actual like takeover like East London type plan or whatever. I'm not there yet. Yeah,
0: that's that is actually insane though that you got to go from just straight up Vancouver all the way yeah. into like growing the business from your however zero followers at the beginning to thirty thousand at the end of the at, at the where we are now. That's absolutely nuts. Like yes. Yeah. And then how you've also gone to all these other businesses. And I'd like to talk about the, um, open spot parking. Like how'd that come along? Was that through school or was that through a whole bunch of other
1: things? Yeah, Yeah, that was through school, man. And that was like actually, uh, a huge lesson. Like, um, yeah, that was a huge lesson for me because, uh, it was actually a, a buddy of mine. Um, we, I had him in a few classes prior and then, uh, for my entrepreneurship credential. Um, at SFU, we had to uh we had, one of the classes we had to come up with the business to work on for the class, and then we I had front runners where I pitched, and then my friend had just this like random idea that he pitched, and then I said, "Okay, bro, here's what I'm gonna do. Since you're my buddy, because like uh, we got we got a lot. It was like a class of probably 15 people, yeah. So like people would go up and pitch an idea, and then the other classmates would like be able to say okay i want to work on work with that group or whatever so yeah because
0: you're you're just um, one of those groups that's just kind of succeeding far better than everybody else and they're like hey i want to get good marks like these guys
1: yeah it was it was it was like uh the thing with like it was like the opposite to be honest with you because um at when you when you're in school like and you're like in those programs like the only type of businesses that people want to be a part of are like you know the facebook type (laughs) or the the Google type or, you know, the crazy new startup. So like, I told him, okay, like, bro, you're my friend. I'm just going to help you with your business, help you yeah. with this. idea. So yeah, he, we, he had this um, idea of um, like, you know, when you go into public parking, you have to get a ticket or whatever. He yeah. was just, what if, what if we just put um, uh, a thing on, on the bottom that just is a sensor. So then they can tell them when it's vacant, and people could do it on their phone and get a parking spot before they leave the home before they leave their homes, yeah, and that was the initial idea, and I remember like the first presentation we pitched it a little bit, and um, yeah, like the judges like they tore they tore us up and everything, and then I remember like we were driving back home the day, and then I was like, bro, like why don't we actually like pivot and make it about like actual parking spots like because Vancouver, downtown Vancouver, like, downtown anywhere, I feel like parking is getting insane. Oh, it's r-
0: Toronto, man? Yeah. Ridiculous. It takes you, you got to know the good parking spots that aren't Ooh. too far away that are hidden in, like, some secret alley at the back of, like, some sketchy hotel. <laughs> that's the kind of, that's the kind of parking you got to find in Toronto. So, that's yeah. definitely a great idea.
1: Yeah, no, it's insane, man. And then, even, like, um, <clears throat> I know college campus parking for students is insane, too. And I know the faculty... <laughs> even has to pay for their parking so yeah. i was like what if we did it where actual people who owned homes or actual like residential parking spots people could rent out their parking spot like airbnb yeah um so we pivoted to that idea and um we had this uh, the the business faculty at SFU um they had this competition every uh i think it was every spring semester take like a dragons called-
0: den kind of thing huh is it like a dragons den kind of thing sorry to cut off
1: yeah yeah similar but it's like a it's like a science fair but dragons den so it's yeah. like they call it opfest so like every class like they have different classes and then different students where i think it's like about 50 students where they have to come with a business idea then make you know like the whole make like a a, a booth or whatever and then pitch it to like excuse me like a bunch of judges that are from the school and like from different businesses come around and judge you and then um yeah, we pitched that idea and then we won. We actually won the, um, I think it was the most fundable business award or whatever. Um, and then um, I remember when we were like, because we were excited that day, then on our way home, he asked me, he was like, bro, so what do you want from this or whatever? Like, like with, do, you, do you really want to pursue this or whatever? Like, is it more than just a class project to you? And I remember telling him like, yeah, bro. Like I, this is something I believe in. Like I, I'm only here cause I believe in it. And then I'm um, like, okay, cool. And then, um, I think it must've been like a couple of weeks later, he was like, um, one of the people that we actually saw had a similar business, but they didn't get it started up yet. The investors had reached out to him basically. And, um, he messaged me and then saying that he wants to have a meeting. And then, uh, Long story short, like ended up taking the meeting like without me and everything like that, and then uh, actually signed the like let the company get acquired by those guys, and then basically like, cut me out the picture. <laughs> um, so like, I kind of had you know like in the social network movie, the, the Facebook movie, how like yeah, where
0: they cut him out and they give him the check.
1: Yeah, yeah, like that was like me, but but the only like pro- thing I got was like the prize money from the competition was only like five hundred dollars. Yeah. but um yeah, like they actually, they, they got, in, they got acquired and then the parent company actually went public, I think last year. Um, but yeah, bro, that was like my first experience. Um, as far as like really being like, you know, kind of screwed over a little bit. Um, and then that, that's kind of how that ended. But I think from what I heard is that the same thing actually happened to him. Uh, the venture capital company actually, uh, ousted him from the company as well. And uh shit it was crazy seeing how that happened but yeah I that, that was like spot parking
0: i can't really say that's a good thing to hear that he got screwed over but i guess <laughs> it kind of pays out that you got screwed over at the beginning and then he ended up getting completely losing his million dollar business
1: yeah i think he may have like a because i know they have like shares in escrow mm-hmm. um so he may have like a few shares now but the company is now under smart share solutions Mm-hmm. um that's like the the name of the company and then um, I'm pretty sure it's public now yeah but I only found like a lot of that out because one of my buddies is in venture capital and then he he actually showed me all that stuff because he was like giving me tips on like building our business model as far as like our financial model when we we're pitching and everything mm-hmm. so he he informed me about that a little bit and he was like yeah bro you should have never trust that dude type of thing but um yeah it was like a hard lesson learned but it was a pretty interesting experience though definitely
0: that's yeah that that's something great to learn at an early age just because you kind of understand hey not everybody is going to be the best they're they're not always going to be the nicest people that we can uh that we can make business with or do anything else like that it's just like hey we can figure out these people aren't going to be the greatest Let's yeah, understand yeah. that and move on from that and build our business even further. And you've definitely done that because you you took that in stride from, from what it seems to me.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, that was my last semester. And that's, um, that was just a crazy semester, man, because that's like um, we won that. And then we won like a competition through Coastal Capital um, for like the top small business award for farmers, And I like the whole valedictorian thing happened. So that was just a crazy semester for me where it was like. When all that happened, when all that was happening, I was just so like on on a cloud nine where I didn't want to give that any energy. Um, yeah, smart. And that's just kind of my mindset still to this day. But I, I know better now, though, as far as like if I ever help anybody start a business to actually like get something in paper. You know what I mean? Some contracts and paper and stuff that's, like that. Yeah,
0: that's that's something I'm learning from you now, man. So I got to thank you that. <laughs> I, yeah, I we're pushing an hour and twenty minutes, so. I think if you want to keep going, we can, but I want to let yeah. you be able to get back to the rest of your day.
1: Yeah, I'm just relaxing now, man. I woke up pretty early today and got a lot done, so I'm just chilling now, man.
0: Oh, perfect. All right. So, yeah, I, I think I'm good. I, I got everything, man. This has been great. Thank you yeah, so for much sure. for coming. I, this is the most insane and this is definitely my new favorite one. We'll definitely keep yeah. in touch as the business grows and grows and grows. I'm going to keep in touch with you. Yeah. Oh, thank you, yeah, man. Thanks great. for coming on.
1: I appreciate it, man. And yeah, um, just send me uh, any information that you want me to push on my end. And then if you can, bro, send me your address. I love to like send you some gear as well. And like, let me know your size and everything.
0: Yeah, man, for sure. I'll definitely let that happen. And I'll promote the shit out of it because that is the best. Man, you're definitely one of the people I got in my booth because I know you're going to help. Uh, you're going to help push stuff. And I'm going to definitely see if I can as soon as I can grow this as much as I can. I'll keep it going.
1: Thanks, yeah, man. man, I'll definitely definitely help any way I can, bro. I appreciate it. For
0: sure. All right, everybody, All thanks right. for coming on. We don't actually need to end yet because we can still talk because I can cut this. But dude, thanks for coming on. Yeah, yeah. We're we're off air now, but like yeah. thanks so much for coming on because this is insane. That was great.
1: Yeah, anytime, bro. Anytime. So what else do you have like that you're working on right now?
0: Uh for me, it's mainly this podcast. I got the thing was I was working at a supermarket, it was like a nine to five. <laughs> And I was like, this is so mm-hmm. boring. Um, I'm gonna keep working here, save up, I'll wait till next week and got the paycheck for 200, 300 bucks or whatever, buy, yeah. buy, buy two microphones, use the, use the camera that I have and just make some videos and see what happens.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah no, you got to, man. You got yeah. to,
0: I wanted to start a marketing business when I was younger and well, not really younger, but like the last two years I've been trying to work towards that. It was called Vita Media. It worked. Uh, I didn't really get much business because everybody was just like, Oh, Hey, you're 16. I don't really trust you with my business's thing. So I decided, yeah. and I just kind of like you were talking about it earlier, just kind of transition and move from there. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I know for like, when it comes to the marketing stuff too, like a lot of people, they try and, um, kind of push them, push their way into something when, um, I'm learning that you kind of want to go towards the things that are like pulling you, so like I was only able to kind of transition into the marketing business because like people were already asking me to do, you know, what I was doing. Um, I just labeled it under a different business. I just labeled it as, you know, collective now. Yeah, you know for sure. I mean? And yeah, no, that, that's what I would say for you too, bro. Like cause there's still like a bunch of like older people who don't understand social media, like people with mom and pop shops and like, yeah, that's legitimately my town yeah bro, and it's like, yeah, even if you charge them like a couple hundred dollars a month and you know you find a way to systemize and automate it, it's like mm-hmm. it's, it's an easy way for you to like kind of slowly like transition into doing it you know independently and full time because yeah, yeah, it's very doable, man. It's just um, it's just I don't know, just kind of observing and then having a feel for like what what's pulling you or like what are the people around you saying that they need help with the most yeah whatever you know connecting them to that.
0: So that was my kind of main push right now though was cuz I do still like that marketing aspect and that's all I'm doing during the podcast but what I really want to do is use the podcast as something to say hey I what I mean I actually know what the heck I'm talking about. I've got this yeah, podcast yeah. with say 10,000 followers, 10,000 subscribers and I'm getting 5,000 views per episode. So yeah. That's something and the thing is if I can monetize this that would be even yeah. better cuz I think on average per a thousand views, it's around eighteen dollars. So if I oh, make wow. if I have five thousand, yeah. yeah. So if I have five thousand uh, views, then I got however so much money, a couple a couple hundred dollars per episode, right? So that's pretty pretty. Yeah, amazing. no, that,
1: that's pretty good, bro. Yeah, definitely. I, I think you're doing a great job so far with um, because yeah, I think they call it inbound marketing, where like you're creating content and then people come to you through that mm-hmm. content. Like that's kind of your marketing scheme. And yeah, just looking at podcasts, man, it's like I I prefer them now versus like sitting down and watching a whole YouTube video just because it's like, you know, we're constantly on the go. Like sometimes we're walking, sometimes we're downtown walking, sometimes we're in the gym or, you know, sometimes we're multitasking. So we can't keep our eyes on something. So, yeah, with it being a podcast, bro, like pretty dope Definitely that you're doing it. Yeah,
0: man. Thanks again, though. Thanks for coming on, man.
1: Appreciate it. it. I'm
0: definitely going to keep in touch. I'll I'll send you a couple emails. I'll send you whatever. I'll just send you the links and all that stuff. It should be up around five, uh, five tomorrow. Okay, cool. five five Eastern. So around
1: one. Okay. That's that's like 2 PM here. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. That should be cool. Yeah, man.
0: Thanks for coming again.
1: Yeah, no problem, bro. Thank you for having me.
0: I'm. I'm sorry, but I'm definitely gonna have to use that part though, because we said, "Oh, we're gonna cut," and I'm like, "That was just some good. Info. That was some add-on to it." So I guess so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good, man. Anytime, man. I'm. I love to be able to kind of like share my knowledge and everything. Um, like I, I'm. I'm better at like one-on-one dialogues versus like constantly having to run run out and sell myself to people and stuff like that. Like i Yeah. I know, I'm. 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 I just value like more one-on-one dialogues a lot more like real one-on-one one dialogs
0: I agree. And this was amazing. So I gotta thank thanks man. Have a good one.
1: Appreciate right, it bro. bro
0: thanks everybody for tuning in. This was awesome. This is my new favorite episode. Damn.